Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, the only show that is both Starcastic and Remarks simultaneously at the exact same time. I'm your host tonight, Christian Followed by my brother to, I guess, my left, James, tonight. We do not have Ryan. He is in San Antonio for the state solo and ensemble, not solo and ensemble, state not marching band contest because he's just a successful guy and takes people to successful places. So good for him. But we're going to go without him tonight. Um, anyway, without further ado, how's the week been, James? Uh, it's been a week. I'm very close to the end of my online class that I've been working for for like five months now so i'm almost done with it just gotta finish up some stuff got a last project to do and i'll be done with it so dang another successful guy we're just full of winners here you know who's not winning the stars let's talk about it um before we get to that we're going to talk about some injuries updates real quick just in case y'all haven't been on top of your dallas stars knowledge um so someone who's been out for a little while y'all probably pretty aware of radic fox has been out for i think Three or four games now. Um, Three, I think. Yeah, but he, he was taken out uh, surprisingly like right before the start time of uh, looks like the Calgary game. Is that correct? Yeah, right mm-hmm. before the Calgary game, he was taken out uh, like literally five minutes before puck drop. It was announced by the team, uh, which. I hope that's me lagging or not him, but. We'll see. They'll catch back up. Been fine, but also, so. Hello. Are you Are you back? I'm back. I guess. Okay. Where, where did I Where did I cut out? At the very beginning, you said he cut. He got held out after the Calgary Flames, like just before the Calgary Flames game. So restart yeah. there. 
And that's led to some exciting offense with uh, Steele, Delandria, and Smith all mm-hmm. being on the same line together. Mm-hmm. But it has un- unfortunately led to some exciting defense as well, <laughs> which is not good to have an exciting defense. Um, then the other guy who got hurt after a hit in the Canucks game, uh, Duchesne, who had looked fantastic. That whole Sagan, Marchment, Duchesne line was really starting to get clicking. Uh Marchment finally getting going, getting some goals in the back of the net. Duchesne had just gotten his first one pass, and it felt like the dam was breaking, and he was about to go off, and he gets really rocked in Vancouver. Honestly, a good it was a good, clean hit. It was yeah, unfortunately, just, you're not just never saw it coming. You're not expecting a defenseman to step up on the blue line like that in today's NHL. That's a very that's a very 90s thing to do. And Duchesne was obviously not expecting it on that hit. Um, but he's been out since then. But both are just listed as day-to-day. No one going on any kind of injury list. Um, but it's really affected the Stars, obviously. Led to two losses in a row and only, I think, only two goals, I, I believe, in the past two games. So, that, that I mean, that's really affected yeah. the Stars lineup. And it was really tough because it came at a time when we were facing our hardest opponents, too. And then we also faced the hardest goaltenders that we've faced all season, too. I mean, it's poor timing but i mean we still have the depth that we should have scored more than two goals yeah that, that's actually gonna make me and, jump around a and, little bit and the on other our... thing the other thing is that we only gave up five against yep. the hottest offense in the nhl and then a team that just is consistently scoring for some weird reason even though they have one goal scorer on our team now. yep and i'm glad you brought up how good the goaltending was on the past two teams uh gonna Jump ahead a little bit in our show. Uh, the goalies we faced, uh, Demko shut us out. He's the third best goalie in the league right now by both goals against average and save percentage. His goals against average is below two right now. Yeah. Um, and Swayman, the backup goalie for the Bruins. I mean, he's a backup. How good can he be? He's the number one goalie in the league right now by a wide margin. And it's not like he hasn't played games. I think he's played five games. And he is far away the number one goalie in the league in he absolutely looked like it last night. 37 saves, I think, is what he finished with at, yeah. at last night's game. So, yeah, the offensive struggles, it, it's struggling. It can't, especially with how good our lineup is. Even without Foxa and Duchesne in, it's still definitely good enough. It has to score more than two goals. But if you're going to get in an offensive slump like that, the two goalies that are going to make you do it is those two. And, and I feel like we kind of figured it out at the end of the Boston game. It was just too late. I mean, we we yep. we we saw and we figured out we can't score off the rush like we have been the whole season so far. And then late in the Bruins game, I mean, we we were getting in front of the net. We had two tip goals passed. That, that was two goals we scored. So yeah, so definitely it, it, we're allowed to be worried about the offense. I think, but you also have to acknowledge how good the opposing team's goaltending was. So you have to kind of take the the combo there and kind of gauge which one is more important there. I think Um, I'm not worried about the long-term scoring ability of this hockey team and looking at those, how good those goaltenders have been to start the year just kind of solidifies that more in my head. What what do you think, James? Are you you panicking a little bit more there or are you kind of chalking it up to some goaltending too? I, was kind of panicking more at the beginning of the season, honestly, because we, like I said, we were only scoring on the rush. We were not scoring on the power play. We were not getting any tip goals. Uh, and over the past couple of games, our power play has looked 
really, really good at times. And there's been some absolute robberies on it for it to stay off the board. And then also we, we got those two tip goals and it looks like we're starting to figure it out again. So it, it's still early season. We, we hit a roadblock of some really tough teams that some really hot goalies. Yeah. And, and that made us have to score differently. And after two games, we figured it out. And sometimes yeah. it'll take longer than that. I mean, some that that's, I feel like that's part of the reason why uh, Buffalo goes in these long streaks and stuff, because they'll, they'll play all these teams. They'll be scoring, scoring, scoring. And then they run into some teams that make them have to score differently. And they're, they are, adjust. Yeah. It takes, it takes a second. And, I feel like that's a really good strength of the stars team. It just that that's what we were seeing at the end of the season, the entire time there was no adjustment needed. They were just scoring every way possible. So that once they get that back, which they've already shown that they're getting it back they are on the way. Yeah. yeah, Then this team can really start rolling. Yeah. And that's definitely true. I mean, I, I, I've been thinking about the uh, first game against Seattle in the playoffs Pavelski's he had four goals that game he scored them every way he got a deflection he scored off the rush and he scored just getting set up in the zone taking a shot I mean and that perfectly proves your point James so the stars have the ability to score in all those different ways even the first line shows that I mean Pavelski the deflection expert Rope the off the rush guy and Robertson the guy who finds the correct ice when they're set up in the offensive zone so fully agree with you there and I, th- I think we are getting back to that too. It's just, we started doing it at a bad time when we had both injuries and buzzsaw goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, no good segue. We're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this starts for the stars, especially this is where I have less optimism than I do for the offense in general. The stars in the first periods are 31st in goals for in the first period. 31st. They have five goals. They have allowed 11 in the first who, period. Who, who are they better than? Who are they better than? I honestly probably I haven't checked. The it's probably the Sharks, <laughs> if I had to guess. Um, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. What What the heck is, is um, the question? What the heck is just the whole thing, honestly? I mean, it, 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 was, it was a problem last season, too. It was less severe. It has definitely gotten worse, uh, but they got to they got to figure out how to. I don't know if wake up is the right word, but they got to figure out how to wake up for these games and be ready when the puck is dropped. Because I mean, we're we're getting destroyed by every team, um, and 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 we have had times where like we play the first like three or four shifts and they we look really good and then just off a cliff and <laughs> the yeah. other team scores two goals, go back to the other way. I mean, there, there was and. and and like I said, this was true last year too. We would start slow and Otter would have to save our butts in the first period constantly, all the time. Yep. And he did it a lot. And I, we, we won a lot of games that way. We made it to the second period. And we were like, okay, we just survived, you know? And then we just went on a roll because we spend the next 40 minutes using the energy that we didn't use in the first 20. Yep. The immediate thing that pops in my head, if I'm a viewer of this, I'm thinking, well, what about the Minutemen? I mean... The top line was renowned for scoring on their first shift of the game. Um, my answer yeah. to that is that's kind of what masked how bad we were in first periods a lot of the times. I mean, definitely a talking point last season was how we didn't play complete 60-minute games. And most of the time, it was the first period. And it was just hidden by the fact that 
the first line scored on the first shift of the game, mm-hmm. which I'd love to get back to that because that hides a lot of uh, yeah, that solves your problems without yeah. having to solve it. <laughs> but exactly, you you have so if 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 the first line isn't doing it, someone else has to do it, and we just no one else no one else does. Well, e- even even more than that, I, I don't even think it's j- just get a goal. Like that's that's the easy short term solution I'd say is to just score first. I mean, obviously. That's, that's a duh, but you want to I- impose your will early in the game and play your style of hockey and make them play to how you're playing. Yeah. And it feels like it for, I mean, this is not a this year problem. This is a three year long problem. This is a problem since bones was here. This was his biggest issue. I think was not getting the team ready to play games. I think uh, DeBoer has done a better job of it, but not this year. It's not been good. Yeah. And I think, some of that might come down to our power play so far this year. I mean, teams know if we're a little bit more aggressive, I mean, even if we take a penalty, probably not going to score on the, on the power play. So I, I feel like if you have a lethal power play that makes the other team wary of it, it makes them play a little bit less aggressive. It gives us a chance to get in the first period. But I mean, with no, no threat of that at all right now, and no, and us ourselves not having an aggressive first period normally. I mean, that is one thing that's like nice about not having first a uh, very good first period is that the other two are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, our second and third periods have been insane in most games. But if if you lose it in the first, like we did in Boston or against Boston, then you, you're just never coming back, especially against a team that's primarily defensive. Yeah, we're top 10 in offense in second periods. We, we have been fantastic in second periods offensively. That That's the only period that we've done really well in. Um, and I like your point on the power play. I mean, I, we, I was going to get into this separately as well, but like, like you've been saying, they all kind of milled together. The power play for the Stars has started off terribly, especially compared to last year. Um, 26th. Uh, no, that's the offense. Where's the power play? Where'd it go? It's worse than that. There it is. 29th. There's the power play. 29th in the league on the power play. We've talked about how it's getting better, but especially these last two games, when we didn't allow very many goals, it has cost us big time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had power plays in key positions where we could get back into games or at least break the dam on someone like Demko and just just come up with zeros. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of that is just execution on it. I mean, we, we're getting our chances now. Before, we were not. Definitely not. I mean, but we're getting our chances now, and the shots are just not not keen. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're in the right spots. We're getting chances right in the slot. I mean, Johnston was robbed on his, but we, we've had others where they're in great spots, and it just it's, it's along the ice, hits, a, hits them in the pad or hits them in the chest. It's... You, you got to have some either faster passing or more accurate shots. Yeah, that and I, I kind of have I agree with the faster passing. I talked a lot about at the after game review that I thought the passing was just terrible overall. I mean, defensive zone, absolutely. But even in the offensive zone, the passing wasn't very good. Um, the, the other thing I think you need to get more to is what you did at the end of last game is the deflections. I mean, there was a point in the season last year, all of our power play goals were on deflections every mm-hmm. single time. I mean, and we haven't really seen a lot of that in the 
on the power play so far this season. We've seen a lot of really good, I mean, especially the past two games, a lot of great chances from the slot. And that's great. I mean, I, we want to see that. That should open up the chances from the point and to get deflections. But we, I, I feel like we need to go back there and take those wrist shots around the first guy and give Ben or Pavelski a chance to deflect it in more often. Or even get a rebound play. chance on it too. Or I mean, even if you're standing chance. in front, hits the goaltender, sure he's in good position, but if the puck bounces straight to you, what's the point? I mean, slam in the back of the net. Which is something we've done poorly this year. I can think of the one, I, I think it was the Duchesne goal. It was his only goal that he got off of a deflection that Suter shot off the goalie's chest. Um, but other than that, there's not been those greasy crappy goals that you get every once in a while there's not been jamming one into the net very often um in especially when you're in a goal drought like the stars are in right now that's kind of the stuff you need to go for a little bit more is to be a little bit be a little bit nasty around the crease make the other team's defenders push you out after the whistle blows stuff like that i think we need to see a little bit more from from the offensive well um but overall my kind of take for the offense is just Get them to go in any way you can right now, because like we've they're, been they're saying, trying, they're trying too hard. <laughs> it is, yes. it is not that hard to score a goal in the National Hockey League. It really isn't. I mean, they're Nowadays, they're yeah. tra- <laughs> they're trying to make these crazy long passes and get and get these ridiculous chances that you might get like two or three of a night. When a lot of teams will just sit in front of that, uh, fire some pucks at the goaltender if he can't see it, it and it goes in, great. Otherwise, he he's in the way. It hits off him. You get it back, <laughs> win it back, shoot it on that pass to someone on the point. Try again. I mean, it, it really feels like they're just they they're trying to be a little bit too fancy right now. And you especially need to get away from the fanciness when you're having the troubles that we are right now. Mm-hmm. Once you get the goals coming and you get the confidence back and the juju starts rolling, you could start making those great tic tac toe passes that we saw a ton of last season or the crazy short quick passes at the first line can make behind the, the icing line right to in front of the net and more of that'll come. But I think to get to there, especially when you have injuries and you're facing some crazy good goaltending, get scrappy, get dirty. So definitely yeah. and, agree with you there. And that's why, that's why the fourth line looks so good. I, I think <laughs> that, that is exactly why the fourth line looks so good, good in the past two games, because they, they were scrappy and they, it was, it was the only way that it was getting in the goaltender's head it's right in front of them, getting in their face all the time. Yep. I agree with that. All right. So a lot of negatives about the offense, especially let's talk about some good stuff. The stars are still number two in their division. They're behind one point by Colorado. I think that's as of tonight. I think they want Colorado won their game, which puts them one point ahead. The Stars have still been winning games. We've lost, what, what is that, four games now? Three games? I think uh, it's three. <laughs> it might be four. That it's up. four. It is It is four. We have three losses, three one, in overtime, one in overtime to Vegas early on. And if you think about it, three of those losses are to teams that are fantastic right now. Vegas, Vancouver, and Boston. I mean, and right now, Vegas... Games, two of those games, we had a real good chance to win. And I think... Most of the games we had a good chance to win. Uh, the the Boston and the Canucks game. I just told you about the goalies. They are literally on fire right now. Uh, Vegas, same kind of thing. Their goalie was fantastic that night, and that was obviously just a different type of game. That was just a full on toss up. Um, Toronto. I I feel like you should get them, but they get a little bit of credit just because they are Toronto and they have such good players, even though they're not playing great so far. But even if you don't count Toronto, three of the four teams you've lost to have been 
really good teams. And if you had to pick losses, th- those are probably the four that you would pick. Um, so they haven't been that bad. So what are they really doing? Well, the thing that I picked out overall was, was goaltending. Jake Ottinger, save percentage, seventh best in the league. Goals against average, also seventh best in the league. Save percentage, 933, and a goals against average of 2.11. He has been fantastic and consistently fantastic, and especially has been holding us in on those first periods. I say we gave up 11 goals in the first period. Honestly, not a ton for how bad the Stars have played in first periods, I feel like. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't really have that much else to say about it. Any other good things that you've seen from the Stars? Why are, why are we still good? I mean, because we're, we're we were scoring on the rush. I mean, that that's really what it was. We were scoring on transition. And the big thing that was glaring the first couple of games was those turnovers on the offensive blue line. And those those are basically gone now. I mean, we, we see some rush chances sometimes, but compared to what we saw the first like three or four games, there's nothing. Yeah, the turnovers in the early on in the season were definitely fixed. That's a very good thing to point out, I think. Um, and it, one happened in the past three games. I can't remember which game it was. We had, I think, one offensive turnover on on the on the blue line in the offensive zone, and it turned into a goal. Yeah, it was the Boston game. <laughs> the, uh, that was the Boston game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we've definitely gotten away from that, but it's just so dangerous in this NHL with how quickly people can turn defense into offense. You, you just really have to look out for it. And like, like you said, the Stars definitely have got that at least a little bit fixed. Um, another fantastic thing that the Stars are doing really well, uh, thanks, Ardell, the penalty kill has been absolutely fantastic. It is number two in the league, 92.5% on the penalty kill. They have been absolutely fantastic. And, um, and that's kind of what masks our power play right now. We're not as worried about the power play because our penalty kill is just stopping everything anyway. Definitely agree. Uh, penalty kill, you've got to get a lot of credit to some people that Stars fans don't like very much. But these are the guys that go out there every time there's a penalty kill. Hawkenpaw and Suter and Lindell have been very good on the penalty kill so far this season. Um, honestly, I think Suter especially has improved so much from last year's penalty killing. He has been really good all year long, much more quiet, which is the way that we want Suter to be. And he, he Those three guys what, on the what penalty he, kill specifically have been great. What he doesn't do this year that he would try last year is that he doesn't go for the puck as much, which <laughs> is great. I love that. He plays most of the time. He is the defenseman that is right in front of the net. That's that's getting the rebound chances off of Otter, and that's stopping the pass straight to the man right in front. I mean, that's that's exactly the kind of stuff that we really need on the on the penalty kill, especially when you have a goaltender like Otter and net, don't let the stuff go across the center of the ice. Don't let him shoot it from the slot. And yep. that that's why the penalty kill has been as good as it has. been. Yep. And and like you always say, Suter's at his best when he's not touching the puck <laughs> and he's that been very good at it. He's amazing when he's not playing the puck. He really yeah. is. He has. Um, any other star stuff that you got, James, that you want to talk about before we move on to some NHL news here? Uh, just bring up Wyatt Johnson real quick. Uh, Wyatt Johnson is in his second year of the NHL, uh, where most players would normally slow down, and he looks amazing, man. And he, he honestly should have more points than he does. He's been robbed at least three times by three separate goaltenders, like absolutely robbed. Not like not good shots, not not on the ice or anything. Like 
good shots and the goaltenders just made an absolutely ridiculous save. Yep. Um, but he, he has eight points through 11 games, four goals, four assists. Yep. That's, that's pretty incredible for someone who's basically on the third line. Yeah, he absolutely has been fantastic. He's probably the player who played the best in the past two losses, like over the, over the two games, he was the best, I think. Um, and he's been consistently good all year and much more aggressive. We've talked about this in the after game reviews. He is like taking the puck to the net himself. Mm -hmm. He is it's, kind of taking some kind of crazy shots, but like if you're a goal scorer, I mean, yeah, I am fine yeah. with you taking some crazy <laughs> shots every once in a while. And, I'd rather you that, shoot more than shoot less. And that aggressive nature, nature has popped up. He's gotten some more penalties. They weren't penalties. He's just fighting harder and they look like penalties. That's yeah. it happens. Uh, I think those will mostly go away as the season goes along too, just because the refs also kind of have to get used to how the game is flowing too. You, you see early on, they call not great calls a lot of the time. Uh, that's proven in the Canucks game, I think. But <laughs> uh, he, he's looked amazing. And, and really, uh, almost all the penalties that he's taken, I think could be argued that they were not penalties at all. Yeah, he, he weirdly has gotten multiple really bad minutes. calls against him yeah it's five minor penalties against him and i feel like at least four of those shouldn't count <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's definitely had the refs on his butt um one other thing i forgot to mention earlier on we talked about those injuries to fox and duchene uh you might be wondering why we don't call up some of our amazing ahl guys i mean we've got maverick bork in the ahl and logan stankovin who have both been just tearing it up and doing it together by the way they've been playing on the same line that's and they what stink of and does man i'm telling you that dude's incredible great incredible <laughs> chemistry um they both are like at 1.3 1 1.4 points per game right now and they're they're making the texas stars an incredible ahl team uh but why why can't we call them up the answer is just the salary cap you when uh, you call someone up you have to pay them the league minimum, which I think is either 750 or it might be uh, 775, 775 now. I think. 775 now. Um, and the stars have not enough cap space. So no. if we wanted to call someone up, we would have to put either Foxa or Duchesne on the injured list, which I think the minimum to be on that list is you have to be on for two weeks, I think. I think it's longer than that, too. Longer than two weeks? It might be. I think you... It has to be longer if you are going to get the cap benefit from it. That that might be true. Yeah. But either way, you don't get the cap benefit unless they're hurt for an extended period of time. And both of these guys, they're thinking, are going to be back pretty soon. Um, I mean, they thought Duchesne was going to be back in the same game. They did. They they made that call. They said he would be back in the same game, and he doesn't even come out for the next game, which is kind of interesting. Very concerning. Yeah. Especially with like the nature of the hit. It was, he did get some stuff up high, for sure. Um Hopefully it wasn't a bad enough concussion to keep him out for multiple games. That would that, that could cause problems for the rest of the year. Honestly, it really could. Um, but just wanted to mention that because I know we've gassed both Bork and Stankovin up. Uh, that we'd at least mention why they're not being able to be called up right now. It, it's just numbers things. Lots of weird stuff that happens with the with the cap space. Um, but yeah, moving on to some NHL stuff. Just want to do a quick overview of the standings because there has been some interesting stuff going on. Um, some stuff that is definitely expected and some stuff that was absolutely not expected. Um, I think we started right here in our own conference. 
not much too unexpected. Your top two teams, Colorado and Dallas. Uh, everyone everyone guessed that. figured that. <laughs> uh, the Jets are doing pretty well. 6-4-2. Some people guess that. Um, doing all right with their little bit of shakiness. The, the one that is definitely way overperforming, Arizona Coyotes have a positive record right now. 6-5-1. and one, And have looked like a pretty good hockey team. They've been playing yeah. the same way that they were last year, except... They're they're getting more goals. Yeah, <laughs> they're actually and, and a more bit of skill, and their defense looks better too. Honestly, but it, it's that they're they're definitely not the same team that we beat four times last year. I f- I feel like that's going to be a lot harder to do this year. Yes, uh, it it they they just have a their young talent is on the roster now. I mean they they talk they talked about it a lot last year during their games because that's. That's what you talk about when you're going through a rebuild. You talk about the people coming, not the people who are here doing nothing. But they have a lot of people on on the ice now, and they have some veterans on the ice that are actually scoring some goals too. So uh, it they they look really really solid. They've had uh, they've been even most of the year. So this isn't just like they're on a streak. They've been right there pretty much all season long, and. If Minnesota keeps keeps kind of eh, and Blues keep kind of eh, I mean they can fight for a wild card spot. I mean they really can. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th. The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG. Dot org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total, complete nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before a couple of months ago, but Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with 
products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life. That's crazy. In a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 1-800 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So, beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. It, it, it doesn't feel like they're doing it in unsustainable ways either, though. There was, I mean, Seattle last year, it felt like they were, I mean, they were, remember at the beginning of last season, they were at the top of their division. And I was saying it, there's no way it's sustainable. They were scoring like eight goals a night and winning games eight to six just multiple times. Arizona's not doing that. They're just winning good hockey games. And I think they're just playing the way that they did last year. They're just more experienced and are able to get those goals to go in, able to defend a little bit better, like you're saying, and got a little bit better goaltending. I mean, last year we were impressed pretty much every time we played Arizona. Everyone talked, it's a terrible hockey team. They were at the bottom for three years in a row, but they always played hard. They they never gave up the way some other team that we're about to talk to has. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I think this is fully sustainable. I think it's safe to say Arizona's back. They can play. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the division kind of rounds out the way you think it does. Maybe Minnesota's a little bit lower than you thought. Honestly, not really in my opinion. I kind of thought they might drop a little bit. It's but tough. Then, <laughs> then it rounds out with Blues, Nashville, Chicago, just like you'd think. Uh, Bedard was not enough to make the Blackhawks a playoff contender despite what all of their fans but, but he does score when the team lets in eight goals so he he's the only one to score he has been good it's not like Bedard's been bad but no. everyone was saying that they were going to be a playoff team after getting him which obviously insanity there, there's just too many holes in that team right now way too many holes in that team vegas fantastic probably one of the better starts after winning the cup we've ever seen they're 11 one and one right now keeping pace with the Bruins who are also picking up right where they left off at the end of last year. Um, They have looked unstoppable. The only team that I've seen them play a good game against was Dallas. Um, I didn't see their, their, their two losses, honestly. Um, You able to pull up that score for me, James, to see what the regulation loss was. Cause I honestly am. I want to know who it was. Uh, Vancouver has been fantastic, obviously. Big thanks to Demko. Like I said, number three goalie in the league right now. He's been absolutely fantastic. And you saw how aggressive their team played against us the other night. Um, Really aggressive forecheck, really lockdown defense, I feel like, too. Demko wasn't super challenged in that shutout game, so they've been great. And if you look at their lineup, it's not changed that much from last year. 
but the lineup looks great. It's like, how were they that bad last year is really mm-hmm. what I end up thinking with this team. The the Golden Knights, right? The, the Golden Knights one regulation loss was their last game and they played the Ducks. And and their overtime loss was to the Blackhawks. So Yeah, so that just some anomalies there. <laughs> so so then yeah, my, my point stands. The the team that played them best probably was Dallas. The the other two, the Knights probably just lost to the Knights, pretty much. I mean, the Ducks looked pretty good this year, but still, yeah. They should they should have been able to handle them pretty pretty easily. The Ducks do look better. That that'll be my next point. I made my call last pre last preseason too early. I was one season too early. The Ducks are finally Finally yeah. there. Troy Terry, Zegris, they have looked fantastic. A little bit better defending we're getting from the Ducks, uh, younger defensemen, and a little bit of goaltending as well. They're 7-5-0 and right now. Yeah, and they're they're the one team that has a win over Vegas and the Bruins. I mean, they, they won in overtime against the Bruins, and they won in regulation against Vegas. They're showing up for big games, and they're trying to make a statement. I mean, they really they are. They have, for sure. And they have the... It was kind of just a matter of time until Anaheim figured it out. And now that they have finally started winning, I think it's time for them to start like pulling in those pieces. Like the stars have this year, you know, get, get the depth guy on the, on the third line to give you a little bit backup scoring, get some more defensemen that can really give you the defensive depth. Um, Cause they, they've got the core for sure. Their core is locked down. They've signed them to long contracts and it's time for the ducks to fly. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything after that. You can you can lay in that grave by yourself. All right, the most fun thing to talk about at the bottom of the Pacific Division, the Edmonton Oilers, who probably were still Cup favorites for a lot of people. Maybe not the most popular Cup favorite, but probably selected by a couple people. They are two eight and one right now with the two best players. In hockey, Drysidle yeah. and McDavid. Yeah, and I mean they they've been Drysidle and McDavid's these these kind of McDavid. He he got hurt and it it really looks like he's playing hurt right now because through nine games he's still over a point per game, but he only has two goals. Yep. Two goals through nine games for McDavid, who scored sixty last season uh is that there's something wrong and even even dry is like he's he's played 11 games five goals nine assists i mean they they are good numbers don't get me wrong they're great numbers uh but there's something wrong over there and i it's it's not this i really don't think that it's just the defense or goaltending anymore i mean that's obviously the main component but the whole team is in a slump now, and I don't, I don't know what's going to be able to pull them out of it. Yeah, the defense and goaltending probably cost them a couple of games early on, but now, like you said, it's the whole team. It's all gone in the crapper at this point. Yeah, um, and and I, there was some video that I watched, like exploring how it it really feels more like their defense rather than their goaltending. They're playing a zone defense now they're playing a, a a box plus one is basically what it is where they have four players that are shifting around one player that's like moves to wherever right and it really looks 
the, the style works. It's used by a lot, lot of teams, but they are, they are butchering the system like crazy. I mean, they, when they need to, how, how, how teams score against the defense is they pass it around and create gaps and make them have to switch positions, which is mm -hmm. tough, but like they are consistently messing it up and creating holes in their defense and the other teams getting easy passes across and dunks into empty nets. I mean, the goaltender can't save those. So, so it's truly just positioning within that box system I, that they've been I think it's up. just, I, I think it's not knowing how to transition between them. Gotcha. Like how to switch players. Yeah. You want to know a team that doesn't know how to do anything. San Jose <laughs> has been the most embarrassing. I, I'm not even going to say hockey team. The most embarrassing professional sports team in North America right now. Uh, they lost two games in a row. They gave up 10 goals, one game and eight Which... goals. The other game. Is that correct? Oh no, they gave up ten goals in two games straight. Oh, ten goals in two games straight. Has it happened since like nineteen sixties? Yeah. So that's just utterly embarrassing. They do finally get their first win of the season. Uh, oh boy, it was that it was, was a, a riveting game. game. It really was, though. I mean, they didn't play great, but their goaltender stood on his head, and they took lots of penalties. What was the final score there? It was two to one. And the shot totals? I think it was like almost 40 to like 19. Yeah. Yeah. They had 19. the other team. Yeah. yeah the, the Sharks had 19, just so y'all are all aware. Um, and we are about to have the battle of the month. This is game of the month. Chris is, Chris is claiming it right now. It. Edmonton Oilers versus San Jose Sharks tomorrow. Everybody tune into this one. It's going to be a slugfest of giants. Yeah. It, it, I, Either there's going to be a lot of goals or there's going to be none. And <laughs> if there's none, it's going to be more concerning for the Edmonton Oilers. But if there's a lot of goals, the Oilers still will probably lose. Yeah. And honestly, I know this is so early, but like this is a turning point in Edmonton season. I mean, if you lose this game, their last the... five games have been a turning point. <laughs> yes. But like this is like, OK, we're playing the worst team. Yeah. It's time to turn around, start playing like Edmonton Oilers, start playing like we have McDavid and Dreisaitl on our team, and get back into at least the bubble where we're supposed to be. And if you yeah. lose this game, like, what hope do you have? You lost to probably the worst team we've seen in the past 50 years. That would be incredibly devastating to the entirety of Edmonton. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you would recover from that. It's 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 been really tough. Part of what Edmonton has had to deal with is that they had to deal with the Canucks right out of the gate. And the Canucks just decided that they were going to try to win the season. <laughs> in one game. <laughs> in one game, yeah. Uh, so they got absolutely slapped in the face. And then they got to play them again in the next game. And then they got slapped in the face again. <laughs> so, like, it, it's it, it's... It's been rough from the get-go. That has to be like demoralizing instantly. And they just, they haven't recovered. I mean, they just haven't. And they had a Heritage Classic really early in the year, which, I mean, that's got to be at least kind of weird. They won that game. They that was won one, the that game. That was one of the two games that they won. But still, it kind of screws your schedule, I think, a little bit. It just adds to kind of the weirdness that they've had. Um, but yeah, that's just, yeah. I mean, the, the Pacific. The Edmonton Oilers, they're not just... Uh, almost last in the Pacific. They are the 31st team in points. 
and the points percentage. Yeah, they're they are only better than the San Jose Sharks. Sharks. And if they lose to the Sharks, they'll be worse. They're the worst team in the league. Yeah, that's what tomorrow is for. Tomorrow is to see who's the bottom feeder in the NHL. Tune in your televisions. We don't get the channel. I promise. Good luck finding it. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. The, the Eastern Conference, surprising absolutely nobody. Boston Bruins, top of this conference. What does surprise us a little bit, they're doing the exact same thing they were doing last year. 10-1-1. and one. Uh, And to put this into perspective, this is actually a little bit worse than they were last year. So they're actually a little, little <laughs> bit behind the eight ball here. But, I mean, how do you come back from a first-round exit losing two of your better players? Three and, centers. And you... And, nothing happened they're still fantastic well what happened is their rookie came in and just decided that he was the replacement i mean he's the i don't know what to say he's been ridiculous let me pull up the stats actually because that's honestly the main thing about why they have been so good because their rookie just came in and decided uh yeah i'm just gonna score a bunch of goals uh zaka through 12 games uh four goals four assists eight points I mean, that, that is someone who was not on the team last year. <laughs> who nobody knows the name of. I didn't even know his name. Mm-hmm. And he's been absolutely I didn't know he existed. For them. Yeah. And he's come out of nowhere and has been great for them. Uh, you know, just like Boston needed. They, they needed somebody like that, you know? I mean, they've had a rough time. So, And he plays almost 20 minutes a night. As a rookie. He's <laughs> As played, a rookie. He's played 12 games. He's playing 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Great. That Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sure. I love that. Tampa's number two still there. Florida doing pretty much what you'd think Florida would do. Not not world beaters, but doing very well. Red Wings is hanging around on the bubble there. 7-5-1. and one. Big they jump for them. Really fast. They've done very well. I mean, Red Wings and Arizona, I kind of feel like, are uh, the same team in different, different conferences. Uh, they've been struggling for a long time, and it finally feels like their young guys are coming together, and you can see the team forming right now. Mm-hmm. And It'll be interesting to see if they keep this going throughout the entirety of the year, but you at least see the bare bones. Yeah, and you really saw it saw them form after their fast start ended. I mean, they 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 started really really hot, and then they lost a couple of games in a row. And now the last couple of games that they've won have been really tough games to win. And they've they've had comeback games where they've just they've been down like three four goals. They just roar back in the third, score a bajillion goals before the game ends, and win. And that's why I'm saying it gives me a similar feeling to Arizona. It, it, they don't feel like flukes. I mean, these no. teams are finding ways to win hockey games. They're, and they're, like you said, they're toughing it out to get these wins too. So very interesting to see what happens to Detroit and Arizona as the season continues. Toronto, you love to see it. Fifth fifth yeah. in the Atlantic. It's that, and that's, that's what I call the Oilers, but they have goaltending. <laughs> there you go. They have some goaltending, so they get to win a couple more games. Uh, they're still above 500, but... They're in probably the toughest division uh, yeah, in the league. It's, it's a tough division, and only their top like four guys are scoring, which, I mean, tough, tough crap. That's what you get when you pay all those guys that much money. Yep, that's true. Um, Buffalo, they've been supposed to get, to get, get it together I mean, forever. Still six. There's 500, I mean, though. But man, like we said, man, if, you could take, if you could take seven from one division, the Atlantic would be the first team to do it. I mean, I mean, the, the Atlantic is 
it's a crazy division right now, man. None of them, it feels like none of them want to lose and they all have, they have to lose. I mean, they're all playing each other. <laughs> yep. And then the Senators, same kind of thing, but a little bit worse than Buffalo. They've it, had some injury issues. They've had too. some injuries, but again, everyone's saying this is the year. They're finally going to do it. And they're just, they can't get over the hurdle. It feels like. And it really, I don't know how much of it is really their fault. I mean, that, that division is absolutely stacked. I mean, when you're talking about Toronto, it's getting fifth in the in the division. That's that is a little a bit ridiculous. On to the Metropolitan, New York. Very high expectations coming into this year. Expectations met nine two and one to start the season, and they've looked extremely good. Mm-hmm. No, there's not really much else to say about it. I mean. I think that they kind of just messed up their chemistry by adding so much at the deadline last year. It really felt like that team did not click in the in the in playoffs. And Shesterkin looked frustrated, obviously, visibly. I mean, he was yelling at the team at one point, uh, but that they, they've they've started off really, really well. Yep, and Shesterkin's doing pretty good. Uh, and he didn't play last game either. I mean, they they game. they didn't even have him on the bench. They said, "Dude." Go home. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you got three goalies, that's a great idea. I mean, you want to rest your guy, don't even put him on the bench. Um, Shesterkin, 913 save percentage and a 236 goals against average to start the season. So pretty, pretty good. good for him. Uh, that's where you expect a top-tier goalie like him to be hanging around. So definitely part of their good start. Carolina started the season a little bit slow, and they've definitely figured their way uh, – figured their – Figured their path out. They're back to second in the division eight, five, and oh. Um, and it's it's still that scoring for them. I mean, that, that's gonna be their story till the team finally falls off. I mean, they just do not have the goal scoring. What they have is defense and goaltending. They have some of the best defense and some of the best goaltending, and that's and how they're going of, to win games. And best forechecking too. And that's generally the only way they score is off their forecheck, too. Um New Jersey doing what I expected more of last season. I mean, last season, you remember, they had the incredible start. They started hotter than Boston last year, which mm-hmm. is insane to think about after the season that Boston had. Um, but 7-4-1, that's kind of where I think – that's like a steady spot for New Jersey to yeah. be at, I feel like. And what's kind of scary for that fan base right now is that uh, Jack Hughes dad has some injury problems early in the season, and he's looked ridiculous early in the season too. I mean – it, it's just, can he stay healthy? Can he nurse that and keep playing? Really? He was leading the league in scoring at one point, I think. Is he still? I have no clue. Let, let, let me take a look at that real quick. I think I could pull that up kind of quickly if I kind of talk over it a little bit. He, no, he's it. not. He's, he's, he's dropped down to fourth. Oh, I see him as fourth. Oh, he's tied I, for third. He's tied for third. Tied for third with Panarin. Um, and Pedersen above him and Kucherov actually in first. Man, it's like it's four years ago. That's crazy. Um but anyway, yeah, New Jersey's doing about where I figured they'd be at. Uh, Columbus can't figure it out. I mean, they, they've got those good players that they signed. They got Line, they got and they, uh, their good players role, that but... those players that they got look good. I mean, they're scoring. It's just they it's just not coming together. Not coming together. Philadelphia started off kind of hot. Yeah, uh, started off very hot. And what did I say? They it's dropped gonna, off. They're gonna drop off and <laughs> There they that, that's exactly what happened. Um, I mean, first team to lose to the Sharks. <laughs> Congrats, Philadelphia. And then Pittsburgh. Surprising. Surprisingly bad. We thought they'd be worse. Awful. They are bad, bad. 
Um, they've started to be a little bit better because they were much worse than this. They're five, six, and zero oh right now. I believe at one point they were like they were one and four. I think I thought they the were season. one and four or something like that. Yeah, and they so. won a couple of games and then they started losing again. So, uh, what's what's weird is that uh, their goal differentials really skewed now because they played the Sharks. Isn't that great for them? <laughs> and they scored ten, goals, ten goals, so they have a plus seven goal differential from one game. Yeah, so kind of shocking there. It'd be weird to see Crosby just kind of fizzle into the distance and his team isn't any good. It's looking like that's going to happen. And it's, it's kind of happening with Ovechkin too. I mean, both those players, it's just like their teams held on to them for so long and they held on to all the players around them for so long and they're fizzling. Kind of an interesting question in the, in the modern NHL, could you see a trade deadline move of Ovechkin or Crosby? If these no, teams are it's not fully selling, it's not going to happen. I don't think so. But Wayne Gretzky got traded. You got to remember That's stuff true. like that. Anyone can be traded in the National Hockey After League, you get traded once, though, after you get traded once, though, it's really easy to get traded again. That is that is definitely true. So there's your quick rundown of the NHL, all the haps, what's going on. Uh, stars are still decent. The Eastern Conference is still crazy, way better than the Western Conference. Ridiculously so. Ridiculously so. And yet, I'm sure the Western Conference will beat them in the Stanley Cup Finals once again. Um, anything else that you got hockey-wise for us tonight, James? Um, I think that's it. Well... Moving on to Who Cares, right? Why don't you announce it since you had the great idea? Okay, so the Who Cares segment is um, it's sides from fast food places. Specifically sides. No, like, entrees or anything like that. Just the sides. All right. Chris, James, number, number third. third. Oh, my number third. I said it louder, so it's you. Oh, okay. Um, my number third, I'm going to go with Onion Rings from Sonic. Onion rings from Sonic. I really like onion rings. Uh, Sonic, uh, I mean, depends on where you go, because some Sonics don't like to change their oil as frequently as they should, and they get weird aftertaste sometimes. But if you go, if you find a good Sonic, I mean, their onion rings are amazing. Yeah, I've had too many bad experiences at Sonic. So if I ever go to Sonic, I'm only getting a chili cheese coney, which is probably (laughs) the worst thing to get if I've had bad experiences. But you know what? Whatever. Um, you're gonna gamble. If I'm gonna gamble, I'm gonna go all the way. Is all I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm not putting two dollars down on black. I'm putting all one thousand. Um. Oh, anyway, my number third. We're going to Popeyes, and we're going with a weird one right off the bat. The Popeyes red beans and rice. Okay. Delicious. I love that Cajun food. Right Cajun food bat. is probably like my favorite style of food. And this is like kind of Cajun food, and it's very good. I love it. It is fantastic. Get you some Popeyes in your face. All right, my number second is uh, it's Halitos from Dairy Queen. And I, I found out last year, uh, Halitos do not exist in Florida. Dairy Queen does. Halitos do not. It's very, very sad. Uh, I had to get cheese curds instead, which is... It's okay. You know, I like cheese. Fried cheese is good, but it's not Halitos. It's not Halitos. It's not the same. All right. My number second. Uh, this is going, this is honestly, this is the incorrect opinion. I mean, this opinion is wrong. Um, but I stand by it anyway because I, I like what I like. 
we are going with curly fries, but not Arby's. Jack in the Box curly fries. No, I knew that was. I love Jack in the Box curly fries. I love Jack in the Box. I mean, I like terrible fast food. It's such a weird fast food place. If I'm getting fast food, I get the worst of the worst. I'm going to Jack in the Box, and I'm going to Taco Bell, and I'm going to McDonald's. I'm getting the dumpster, and I love it. I love just being a filter feeder down at the bottom of the ocean, scraping up everybody's garbage and scooping it into my mouth for $4. That's what I love. I love that. Give me the Jack in the Box curly fries in my face right now. James, you're number first. Okay, my number first. It's It makes my mouth water just thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it is mac and cheese from Golden Chick. Golden Chick's mac and cheese. I don't know if 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 you'll have it anytime recently, but it is it is so good. It's so creamy. It's it's the best thing ever. I will go that is I will go to Golden Chick and just get their mac and cheese because I don't like getting like fried chicken all that much, honestly. Like it's like chicken's good, right? Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I I'd rather have the mac and cheese. So we are in for a massive debate right now. My number one. The mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A. You're wrong. It's the not mac as good. and cheese from Chick-fil-A is absolutely 127 million percent. When was the last time you had the, golden the golden chick mac and cheese? I had the golden chick mac and cheese two months ago, I think. It's not recent enough, Chris. Not recent enough? They not changed their enough. mac and cheese recipe? No. no, they didn't change it. It's just that good. What I remember is I remember basically like a Stouffer's pan mac and cheese. You get the, it's definitely creamy, but there's like a little bit of like, I don't know, milliness in the golden chicken. I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. The Chick-fil-A mac and cheese, not only is it velvety smooth perfection, it also has your little crispy cheese top on every single one. How do they do that? That comes from the casserole being under in the broiler. You're not putting these little cups in the broil. How are you getting a crispy top on every single cup of mac and cheese? It is absolutely fantastic. And the biggest, most delicious fast food, I guess we'll say hack, uh, if we want to go back to 2007, you get your nuggies, you get the large. They have two sizes. They have a large mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A. It is a freaking, it is a bowl. It is massive. And you pour your eight-piece nuggies right on top of your mac and cheese. You get the sweet and spicy sriracha sauce that I have a bottle of in my fridge right now. You pour that on top. Oh, my goodness. The most delicious mac and cheese bowl you'll ever have in your entire life. I'm glad we agree that mac and cheese (laughs) is the best fast food side, though. If we can't agree on where... Mac and cheese is absolutely fantastic. I love mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is one of my favorite things in the entire world. There was a mac and cheese restaurant, like a restaurant dedicated to mac and cheese in College Station, and I haven't found one near me in Austin yet. The only one that I found is on the other side of Austin, and I'm not driving all the way over there to get me some mac and cheese. And there's, there's there's one place where you have to try mac and cheese from if you've never had it before. Uh, UNT's Eagle Landing Dining Hall has the best no i'm not kidding don't i know you're laughing it has the best mac and cheese ever uh you know who eats that mac and cheese who doesn't even like noodles our sister casey she does not like noodles and she likes the mac and cheese at eagle landing 
I don't know how how that's even possible, but it is by far the best mac and cheese I've ever tasted. So if you ever I honestly get have a chance, heard good things about UNT's food, though. UNT's and, food is amazing. If you ever get a chance to go to Eagle Landing, even just once, just go once. It is the best cafeteria dining hall you will ever go to. It is absolutely amazing. I did not have that experience at college. <laughs> I had the meal plan for one semester, and it was so bad, I never did it again. It was awful. Anyway, anything else to bring up here tonight? There is one more thing. But wait, surprise one more thing. announcement. A new surprise announcement for the sarcastic faithful that remained throughout that terrible segment. <laughs> <laughs> we are releasing a Starcastic Remarks Discord server where we can discuss all things Dallas Stars hockey, any other kind of hockey. And honestly, with the different channels, we can discuss whatever you want. Uh, yours truly will be on those channels. We're going to have like a live chat going on sometime. James is probably going to be the main guy on the Discord. He does the Discords lots. We're going to be running that. So, uh, a big, huge shout out to Samantha, my girlfriend. She really set up most of it. She she knows how to like run the bots on Discord as well. So we have some some nice stuff going on over there. Some pretty cool stuff. Some pretty cool tags. If you haven't tried Discord, give it a shot. It's really fun. Easy way to talk to people live. It's really a especially great app too, especially just just if you want a place where you can just talk to people who are going to be in this community specifically. It it will be nice to talk. You can talk about games. You can talk about how players are doing. Uh, I mean, you can give us suggestions on like we have a who cares segment channel where you can go and you can suggest a who cares segment if y'all think it's a good idea. And we have like other things if y'all want to see stuff on the show, if y'all want to make comments about the show. I mean, it, you can you can find it all there. Uh, we'll probably have sometimes where we'll go and we'll sit in a voice channel maybe while we watch a game. I might do that a couple of times if y'all just want just want to hang out, watch the game together. I mean. Yep, hang out a little it's bit a, more than just this. Hopefully it'll be a nice place for people to just hang out among the community and not just be here while we're live. Yep, fully agree. So be sure to check that out, especially on game days. I feel like that's going to be a lot of fun. I threw the link into our uh, our comments here. We're also going to post that on all of our social medias. Be sure to check it out there, and we'll get it up on our website here shortly. Ryan runs the website, so we have to wait for him to get back from state before we can post it up there. But I'm sure we'll get it up there in no time. Um, so be sure to check that out. Thank you to our sponsors today, DraftKings and Raycon. Use promo code THPN on both of those places. You get a discount over at Raycon. And I think you get like a couple of free bets over at DraftKings right now, which is pretty sick. Let them know that we sent you over there and gets you some free stuff. Help you, help me, help us, help us all together at the same time. Mentioned a little bit before, go check out our website, StarCatcherRemarks.com. Really good website. Way better than it should be for how small of a thing we got going on here. But lots of cool stuff there. Be sure to bookmark that. Check it often. And I think that'll just about do it for us. Um, game tomorrow night. Uh, right, James? Yep. Game tomorrow night. Uh, I forget who we're playing. I think it's the Blue Jackets. I don't know. Yeah, we're playing the Blue Jackets. We're playing the Blue Jackets tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night with an AJR. AGR. There Good we job. go. Um, so if you're listening to this in the morning or or the evening or maybe even the afternoon, we hope you have a good one of each of those. 
we will catch you guys on the flippity flop. James, take us out. Um, go and join the Discord. Boom.